Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse and myself are covering the life of Michaela Deal Eppers. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about a woman well known in the Miss America, Miss USA, and Mrs. America organizations, Michaela Eppers. And Michaela began her pageant journey. 12 years old and has captured seven pageant titles in her life, including some of the biggest for the U.S. contenders, uh, including Miss Indiana USA uh, and Mrs. America 2018. Yeah, and while some people know Michaela for her success in the pageant industry, she is more than just a beauty queen. Michaela is a model and has been featured in TV commercials and movies and fashion magazines. From her experience in modeling and in pageants, she knew she wanted to make a mindset shift in the industry from focusing on size and shape towards adopting a healthy lifestyle. And and Michaela Deal, which is her maiden name, uh, was born in 1988. Yes, same age in Elkert, Indiana. Now Michaela describes herself as a Michiana since the town is on the Michigan and Indiana state line. And Michaela is a descendant from the Ojibwe tribe, um, which was a member of an Ontario-based First Nation through her mother. Okay, and for the most part, a child's life is known as an innocent and youthful experience where the child can live, learn, and play. And this was not the case for Michaela. She Mm. was sexually abused by a family friend, which led to her grandmother adopting and raising her. However, what can be described as unthinkable is not what Michaela's childhood is known for. Right. She began her modeling career at just five years old, which gave her the opportunity to walk in various local and state fashion shows. She modeled for swimsuit brands and clothing lines. And she also appeared, like Steven said, on TV commercials. And she's modeled for some pretty well-known brands. So um, brands most of us have probably heard of, whether you're international or U.S.-based, Toyota, Subway, Cadillac. Cadillac, Nissan, and Chevrolet. Yeah, and aside from modeling, Michaela is also a very talented dancer. She began dancing at the age of 12 up to her college years. She performed tap, jazz, ballet on point, hip hop, modern, and is currently dabbling in some ballroom. You know, mm. Her talents do not stop there. Michaela also did eight years of concert flute and four years of color guard. So she likes to be busy, I guess. Mm -hmm. This is what we're getting from this. Mm -hmm. Her pageant journey began when she was 12 years old, like I said, and she placed as the first runner-up at Miss Sunburst, which was my first pageant. Yes, it was. Uh Yes. um, And it was a local Indiana pageant in 2001. And this is a great teaching moment, coaching moment, if you will, because I, I feel it so much. I feel like people... They watch the pageants on TV or they meet somebody and then they, they get excited about it and then they think, oh, we have to compete in this pageant or this pageant. Just start. Just yeah. start. Don't pre-qualify pageants. Don't say, well, this one isn't as well known as this one. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. There's actually such a thing in, in business. It's just called analysis paralysis where you start like comparing and doing stats and doing all this stuff so much that it's like you, you just don't even make a decision. Because you start right. getting overwhelmed by the options. And, uh, yep. you know, being raised in the country, I was always just used a lot of these like hillbilly terms, but it was just like, you can't steer a parked car. 
just put it in drive and go, you know, so, right. and that's the case. And I mean, Sunburst was your first pageant and I don't know if it was, no, it wasn't the first pageant I judged, but it was very early on. Um, I actually judged the Starburst pageant right there in the mall. Um, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. That's so. where I competed in my mall. Yeah. In your mall. Yeah. That's where like they, yeah. and they just like pool girl, they were walking down. It's like, oh, do you want to be in a pageant? Okay. Come on in. And the girls, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm competing in a pageant in five minutes. And then they just have a stage right there. And that's how you get started. Yeah. And I, so what I, again, I, this is a much different time. This was, gosh, um, how old am I? This was like 18 years ago. Oh my gosh. I hate saying that. <laughs> um, so it, the internet did exist then for our young listeners and I wanted to compete. And I was like, you know, I want to compete in a pageant. And I was like, well, you pay for it. You find a pageant, pay for it, buy your dress. And if we love it, we'll explore it from there. Um, cause I was old enough to do that. And, um, I was looking through and I was on the internet just looking for pa- any pageant. It could have been anything that popped up like this pageant it's at our mall it's 55 bucks I'll give it a shot and if you look at like my mom made a beautiful scrapbook for me several years ago and it showed like my journey through because Sunburst was the only pageant I competed in for a long time and it showed every year how much I changed and then I lost and then I went to MAO and then Miss International and you have to start somewhere so don't feel like like okay if if today is what's today December 28th that we're recording this podcast Mm -hmm. and there's a pageant on January 15th and then your state USA pageant is in 10 months. Heck yes. Do the one in three weeks. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause you want to get to practice in, you want to get to experience, you want to like know what it's like to be walking in front of stage or in front of an audience, all those things. And you, you brought up something which is a pet peeve of mine is when contestants are like, I just want to compete in a pageant, but I don't want to pay anything. It's like, okay, come on. The director, you, you have to have a building to put the pageant on. You got to have a stage. You know, you got to have certain, like a microphone. You know, all those things cost money. The directors, like, need to get compensated for their time of organizing everything. So you, you are going to have to spend some money to enter a pageant, as you should, because there's a lot of people orchestrating it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Off the soapbox. All right. So mm-hmm. back to Michaela. Clearly, we can see that her pageant and career success dated back to her life and learning experiences in her childhood, from personal growth to modeling to dancing as her talent. These experiences served as the building blocks that she would later use to lead other women to reach their fullest potential. And most women do not get the chance to experience being a title holder. I mean, that's the reality of the pageant industry. There's more contestants than there are winners. And for Michaela, winning was no issue. Some of her early pageant success came from winning her local and county fair titles. In 2007, she won the Bristol Homecoming Queen. Um, in 2017, Elkhart County Fair Queen. Um, there's a lot of dates in here, so I'm not sure if these are correct. So, and she won whatever date they were. She won the Bristol Homecoming Queen and the Elkert County 4-H Fair Queen. So it was just like whatever opportunity came her way, she attacked it, and she was successful. There you go. And her education includes a Bachelor of Arts in Communication from, um, and she from Albany College in 2011. Then she graduated from the University of Newcastle in New South Wales, Australia in 2010. Um, she proudly states that she was able to graduate from college debt-free due to scholarship money that she had won. And this early on success 
took her to trying her luck at the Miss America system, and she also won Miss Elkert County 2011 and was a non-finalist for Miss Indiana and won the interview award. Shocker for someone who has a Bachelor of Arts in communication. Right. <laughs> and in 2012, she captured the title of Miss Wabash, I think I'm saying that correctly, yeah. um, 2012, and which took her to compete at Miss Indiana in the Miss America organization. And then that next year, she competed. She competed she placed second runner-up she won preliminary swimsuit and she won the joy of life winner which like is totally on brand for Michaela she's got a huge smile warm heart and second runner-up at the state pageant and MAO is no failure at all but Michaela had bigger potential to fulfill yeah after this experience Michaela turned to the Miss Indiana USA system in 2013 she brought her many talents and skills to the pageant stage and left as a semi-finalist what only served as another placement under her belt fueled her motivation to continue on this pageant journey. And she, the following year, Michaela stood out amongst the other beauty queens to win the title of Miss Indiana USA 2014. And I remember when she won, she wore the most elegant dress. It was like a white V-neck, I believe, and it had a Queen Anne collar. It was, I think it was a Mac It was gorgeous. I remember seeing it and it was like one of my favorite gowns that whole year. And as Miss Indiana USA, like Stephen talked about earlier, she made it her mission to be the voice of children with, with experience with child abuse, which was her story. And the success not only propelled her volunteerism and modeling career ahead, but it granted her the opportunity to represent Indiana at Miss USA 2014. And the Miss USA pageant that year was held in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And while Michaela brought her Indiana charm to the stage, she ultimately uh, placed in the top 20, where Nia Sanchez of Nevada went on to win the title. And Michaela also won the Internet Sensation Award. And it is no secret that her community, state, and country was supporting her all the way on that journey. Yeah, and I feel like this is a, another coaching moment that you talk about a lot uh, regarding platform. You have to choose a platform that you really connect with and that you know your passion for is palpable. And clear, clearly, like what she experienced as a very young age that was a like perfect segue in her platform but you know without being in the interview room she didn't come at it from a victim mentality there's no, no. way that she would have been um like chosen as that winner if she would have just been kind of woe was me knowing uh what you've told me about Michaela and other stories that we've read in our research i mean she's a very strong powerful woman and she i mean she got the joy of life award you know so there is no victim mentality in that no she talks about as fast as a new yorker which i'm very proud of her for um and she just like has a great spirit about her so i i again i wasn't in an interview room either but i agree with what you're saying Stephen. i can guarantee you michaela does not walk into any room acting like the victim. She is a strong woman and she's very proud of her story and her history and what she's made of herself with that. Yeah, so if you have a story that's close to your heart like that and it's also very traumatic, really important that you work with a coach to make sure that you're coming off with a positive message even though it's such a traumatic event um, so it doesn't come across, um, lack of better words, like poorly, like in the interview room. Sure. So... Um, so back to the story, as if Michaela wasn't already a leader and a role model to others, the response and attention she received after the Miss USA pageant brought her to just a whole nother level. She was applauded and congratulated on making the top 20. However, it was her normal body size that made headlines and fans all over were commenting, uh, commending her for strutting her curvier than somebody during the swimsuit portion of the competition. 
And Michaela, she was 25 at the time, and she describes her preparation for the Miss USA 2014 pageant as living the lifestyle I, I've always lived, and that the way she presented herself during the competition was not a decision, rather a reflection of living a healthy lifestyle. And she stated there's nothing she would have done differently to prepare, and that being an inspiration to other women as the main positive thing she is happy to be remembered by from her experience. Hmm. And Michaela was featured on many popular radio and TV channels for her advocacy, 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 wow. Whoa, that's a good one. Advocacy, nailed it, towards a healthier lifestyle in the Miss USA 2014 pageant. It was interviewed by the Today Show, Good Morning America, and Entertainment Tonight. And I want to pause for some commentary, not much a coaching moment, but definitely some commentary because... This is still a very hot topic. We saw, I don't remember how many years ago, um, with Sarah Burchell, Burchell, who was Miss um, Canada and Miss Universe. It's a very similar situation where, um, she, I will say, her her transformation from her national pageant to Miss Universe was much more dramatic than Michaela's. And Stephen, I posted some photos to refresh memory of Michaela's transformation from her state pageant to the national pageant. But I remember discussing this with you on a podcast several years ago, like several years and possibly not about Michaela, but definitely about Sierra at the very least. And when you look at both of their preliminary photos from just a few months prior, they definitely look more traditional pageantry. So they look closer to the traditional size you see in the swimsuit competition. And that's why people love them so much is they, they looked like something different that they had seen before. And my, my challenge is, and I, I truly believe this is the media's fault for spinning it in this light, but you can feel free to jump in and tell me what you think. But my challenge is Tom Brady doesn't show up to the Super Bowl, nor does Conor McGregor to the boxing ring or the, the, the w, whatever UFC ring, um, octagon, if you will, after not putting 100% in their preparation. And if the prior preparation had yielded personal harm, which we know that in the pageant industry, women have come out and said, you know what, swimsuit competition damaged my confidence. It damaged my health because I was doing unhealthy things to get there. Heck yes. I want pageant contestants that go through a transformation in one way or the other to speak up against it. But I think the media didn't help as it was much more of like a body positivity message than an effort um, against self-harm. I'm sure Michaela, knowing her, like her regular lifestyle is so fit and healthy. I'm sure she worked incredibly hard. And as a pageant enthusiast, I felt like the agenda was, I was just normal because that's what's celebrated right now. And like, let's face it, Michaela still wasn't average on stage. She looked smoking hot and she worked out every single day because that's what Michaela does. And people that are celebrating um, the average lifestyle only 20% of the population is intrinsically motivated, which means you get up every day and you work out just because you feel like you have to. And Michaela is 100% one of those people. So I don't want people to think like you don't just have to do anything and like that's it. And I don't think that's what Michaela was saying, but I feel like that was interpreted that way. Yeah. and That I was feel, a lot. Well, I feel like the media is the cause for almost all misrepresentation in pageantry. You know, it's either like they get they just get so much of it wrong i mean for if they're calling one system another you know if they call like miss usa miss america or if they're saying that you know pageants are outdated or if they um or even in this case too like i mean it, the thing is like if you're competing in miss usa and this is for everybody that i mean if you're competing in miss usa you're not necessarily the average girl nor like where, why would you want to be? Why would you want to be like an average girl or an average 
person. It's almost like your reference to Tom Brady. It's like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, great job for throwing 17 interceptions because you know, that's what the average quarterback would do in high school, like in the Which NFL. he would never do. Right. <laughs> as much as I don't like him, he would never throw 17 interceptions. Yeah, especially as somebody saying from New England, he wouldn't do that. But And then like the media celebrating that. Be like, oh my gosh, great job, Tom Brady, for throwing so many interceptions. You make the armchair quarterback at home feel really good about themselves. So it's it's one of those touchy subjects because you are talking about you know, body imagery, but it's also like you don't have to be the person who's least in shape on stage to have a positive, like body viewpoint of yourself. I mean, my my wife, um, she's a size zero. She eats chocolate almost every day. She eats donuts every day. She hasn't worked out in like three months. I hope she's not listening because she'd get mad for me saying this. But <laughs> like, she's just like, she's got Brazilian genetics. My sister-in-law kids that like, she hit the genetic lottery. You know, it doesn't, she loves her body. She's like, you know, very into taking care of herself and, and all of that. And at the same time, like she's a size zero, you know, where I feel like a lot of times body positivity is labeled to people, again, this is an arbitrary size or whatever, but like you have to be greater than a size six or an eight to be able to say, I, I love my curves. Well, it's like, well, mm. you can love your curves and still be a size zero. You know, it, it just, I mean, I don't know. Are we going off on a tangent here? We, we are, <laughs> but I, I will say like, I don't think every woman, and that's that's the argument that I think that's being made is just because someone is a size zero or a two doesn't mean that they are healthy. And I don't think every woman is made to be a size zero or a size two. Right. I think so there's some people that no matter how hard they work out, that is their body. And you can be healthy at a size outside of a zero two. And both women that we mentioned, both Michaela and Sierra, they look amazing. But I do think the message was skewed more towards like, I did, I just did my average thing versus here's how I kicked my butt to get here healthfully. Right. That is the more important message. And I, I love the fact that we're seeing body changing. And, and I mean, that is the, the big positive of Miss America ditching swimsuit is women aren't judged for their, their body because who says a two is healthier than an eight? Um, it's very difficult to see, but champions in just about every other distinction celebrates hard work and extreme dedication. And I wish the media would have helped focus on that element that I'm sure Michaela also participated in to look the way she looked. Yeah. Okay. I we're mean, done. well, um, no, I mean, look at Miss USA this year. I mean, she had a six pack like, okay. So, you know, why wasn't that celebrated more? I mean, right. no other girl really had a six pack. Yeah. Right? She had <laughs> rock solid body. I oh mean, Renata and I were like, dude, look at her. You know, she, I mean, she looked amazing. You know, yep. why not celebrate? Nobody other, no other girl had that. And, you know, I'll say this, that, you know, unfortunately the, the body positivity moment is kind of restricted to the female like gender men it's yeah. like socially acceptable to be overweight to have a pot belly it's like oh dad bod. yeah dad bod i mean it's a whole thing right so um yeah unfortunately like women it's just a double standard in this category you know for like guys can have wrinkles and it's like oh he looks handsome a, a woman gets wrinkles it's like oh you need to get botox you know a guy gets gray hair oh he looks distinguished a girl gets gray hair it's like oh you need to get your hair dyed you know it's a so it is unfortunately it's a double standard with women but I, I just want to, you know, because I know that this is an annoying thing for Renata, too, about the body positivity, because she's like, I'm a size zero. It doesn't mean that I don't have good body positive image and doesn't mean that I'm like being unhealthy by being a size zero. I'm just a size zero because mm -hmm. I'm a size zero. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's the point that we're trying to get across. For sure. Cool. All right. So 
What is considered as a very successful pageant career in the Miss Division was all the preparation that Michaela needed to send her into an abundant pageant career at the Miss level. So shameless plug, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, shoot, I got to get in gear. Like some of our favorite personal trainers can be found in the directory at pageantplanet.com. Just use the little drop down menu and click personal trainers, um, including Mike uh, Lead Fitness out of Maryland or one of our favorite Miss USA contestants ever, Chelsea Harden of Hawaii, <laughs> whose like figure speaks for itself. I'm mean, oh talking gosh. about like drop a Goals. quarter. Yeah. Um, and both of these coaches uh, slash trainers, they can be reached for consulting like anywhere in the world through a digital correspondence. And I personally trained with a digital trainer um, in our directory uh, for my fitness competition. Um, and he was Scott Keppel. He was out of Arizona sending photos back and forth. And that's how I trained for my fitness competition. So if you can do a fitness competition where everything has to be like proportionate and all that stuff, you can 100% do it in pageantry, pageantry where the parameters are not as restrictive. So um, yeah, definitely work with a digital trainer if you're out of if you're not living in Hawaii or uh, Maryland. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, better late than never, Stephen, is a very commonly used quote or phrase that can be directed at many things in life. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And for Michaela, this was pageantry. Because in 2015, Michaela married Chris Eppers and officially changed her name from Michaela, Michaela Deal to Michaela Eppers. Yeah, in that very exciting. Yeah, and in that same year, and I feel like that's even bigger move for pageant girls because it's like you kind of have that celebrity and then you switch your name. I mean, it's you know it's challenging. But in that same year, she was awarded the Indiana Association of Resources and Child Advocacy Youth Voices Award for her work with uh, Barsher Children's Home. And a few years away from pageants, she became a real estate broker in 2014. She also became a motivational speaker, speaking to crowds big and small on topics including women empowerment, goal setting, overcoming adversity, and you guessed it, a positive body image. And while Michaela spent some time away from pageants to focus on family and career, she soon returned to the pageant world, but this time as a Mrs. Contestant, and she was awarded the title of Mrs. Indiana America 2017, and to no surprise, she also won the swimsuit and evening gown awards. Yeah, and she was voted in the third spot for Pageant Planet's Best in Pageantry Awards um, as for the top 10 Mrs. and Ms. Best Pageant Bodies on the entire planet in 2018. And here's a coaching moment for us. Pageants do not stop at the Miss level. And there are many systems around the world that embrace, celebrate, and empower women of all ages to compete in pageants and continue being a leader to other men and women and children, whether their own or others. And it is important to not set a deadline for your pageant career. Sometimes the competitions and experience you gain as a teen or Miss serves as a foundation to help you excel and succeed in a Ms. or a Mrs. pageant in the future. And Michaela totally used her experience to help her succeed here. Yeah, and four months later, Michaela went on to win the title of Mrs. America 2018, one of the big three titles in the U.S., along with Mrs. United States and Mrs. International, at Westgate in Las Vegas. And it took, and she said, it took me until I was 30 that I realized the world doesn't look at these little details, physical imperfections. The world perceives your energy and remembers how you made them feel. And Michaela, I'll say it again, like her energy, you remember it. And that's why she's been so successful is like it's something about her body. Her body always looks great. It's about her light 
that and it sounds corny but like her light totally shines yeah and the mrs america pageant first began in 1938 and has been running on and off until 1977 now the pageant has been held consecutively for over 40 years and is known for being the foremost competition for married women in america the winners go on to win the crown prizes and endless opportunities to make appearances across the country most importantly mrs america acts as an ambassador and spokesperson for america's married women and I think you can only compete once in Mrs. America, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So Michaela attributes winning the title of Mrs. America to the support and involvement of the northern Indiana community. She gained their hearts as a child and was able to utilize their support to propel her forward in her pageant career. And more importantly, she thanks her mother, who was also a runway model that would carry Michaela down the runway when she did not want to go. <laughs> As Mrs. America, Michaela had the opportunity to represent America. So the Mrs. World pageant, um, the pageant was held in Johannesburg, South Africa on December 16, 2018. She happily placed in the top 12, which is admirable for any title holder's first international pageant. And Michaela finished her reign gracefully and eventually crowned Illinois' Nicole Cook the following year. And this is a fun fact, but I, I don't remember how specific it is, but um, Nicole, whose maiden name was Rash, I loved her when she competed, but she I believe she was first runner-up to Miss USA. She wasn't first runner-up. She was in the top three. Yeah. I remember her gown vividly. It was like a purple color. She looked amazing. And she was like a dark horse. No one saw that coming, and she was fabulous are there any gowns you do not remember you are like a walking encyclopedia of just pageant trivia or just like oh i remember this gown you always describe girls in terms of their gowns their gown yeah like oh i loved her you remember that back in like 1776 where she had this <laughs> yes <laughs> which side martha, note, Was- martha washington 1776 <laughs> killing it uh you know um remember that dress i tagged you on an instagram that was like 2500 bc and it was found in egypt yes. and it looked like it could be on a pageant stage it looks gorgeous yeah so uh, uh, good bones in that dress maybe literally i know yeah quite, yeah quite possibly um so through her pageant um through her pageant coaching services, uh, Miss Michaela Fitness and Pageantry, she emphasizes women to be strong, not skinny. And she's also the CEO of her new pageant coaching company, Rain Pageantry, which focuses on building relationships that inspire personal growth and connection through pageantry. And she's a tireless advocate for child abuse awareness, domestic violence, positive body image, and living a healthy lifestyle. And as we mentioned, she grew up having a dysfunctional childhood, but is now turning her experience around to help others who may be going through similar circumstances. Michaela has also been recognized several times with awards and honors for the service that she has provided to her community and the country. Michaela and her husband, Chris, are expecting their first child whoop, whoop, in, yeah! uh, in 2020. Uh, it's May or June. Um, a very heartfelt moment for the entire country as Chris battled cancer and chemotherapy, but is now cancer-free. Yay. So Michaela proves to be another title holder that shows that no matter what unfortunate circumstances life hands you, you can turn these around to be a positive thing in your life and the lives of others. Yeah, and sometimes we will not know why tragic things occurs, but it is our responsibility to determine what lessons is meant to be discovered or taught from those experiences. And as a side note, like I love and I get a lot of, gosh, value of reminding myself of this particular Bible verse. It says... Um, 
God will cause all things to work together for the good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't mean that everything is good that happens to you, but God will cause everything to work out for your good. And I know that's certainly been true in my life. Like when you're in your purpose and you love God and you're, you're trying to do your best, that even though something tragic does happen to you, as horrible as it is, it can be used for ultimate good. And I think Michaela is a case in point in this. Yes, for sure. Okay, it's you. No, it's not. It's you. Oh, I just finished like taught from these experiences. Sometimes we will not know why tragic things occur. But I'll read it again. Oh, gosh. Nope. Oh, I'll, I'll read it again. Nope. Sometimes we will not no, know. No, 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 <laughs> I'll jump in. All right. I okay. Say, I, the reason I was a little distracted was I was fact checking myself, and uh, Nicole Rash placed in top first runner up for Miss America. Oh. To, to Kirsten Magland. <laughs> okay. That's probably why. Uh, okay. okay so Michaela will continue to be known for her community service through motivational speaking, pageant coaching, and volunteerism. And her goals now focus on helping other pageant contestants fine tune their competition strategies to help them achieve their potential. And a reminder that this is not a sponsored podcast by either Michaela nor Mrs. Mrs. America. So this is all just done because we thought Michaela would be a really interesting person to feature. And we were right as usual. Yeah. And you know, it's, you'll also find out it's not an aggressively edited podcast either, like blunders <laughs> and all. Oh, you, you'll find that out. Yeah. You don't think people know. <laughs> so anyways, back to Michaela, um, you should not let factors like age, body shape, or height affect your ability to find success and happiness in your personal, professional, or pageant life. If you see limits, realize that you may be there to break them and pave a new path for others to follow. And we'll finish with Michaela's own words. And she said, I pray that people find comfort in themselves. We live in a world where we are raised to strive for success and have high expectations. What we really need is to find comfort in being ourselves and embracing our own strength instead of focusing on our weaknesses. And if you'd like to be like one of the featured contestants for our next podcast, like Michaela was today, create a contestant profile with all of your information, cute stories, hidden facts, along kind of with what makes you special and email that to support at pageantplanet.com with the title podcast feature so that we can review your profile. Uh, we'll let you know within 24 hours after you submit if you are scheduled. There's no cost for this or anything. We just want to feature those that are going to be an inspiration to others. And also a special shout out to Maria um, Jadarden and for just doing our research. And thank you for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or for runs previous, please consider just taking 30 seconds, giving us a five-star review. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment, click the like. Um, those things might seem like small actions, but it really does. It helps us keep the show going and helps Jesse and I to motivate to put all the time and the idle banter and all these things too. So thank you so much. And until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.